Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers. We are going through the New Testament in a year. We're in the book of 1 Corinthians, moving on. Again, the Corinthians are an interesting bunch. The Apostle Paul started the church there. The Apostle Paul is way out of his league when he comes to Corinth. We said before, the Apostle Paul grew up in a religious bubble. He ate religious food. He wore religious clothes. He went to religious schools. He had religious friends. He lived in a religious town. Uh, now he's he's a million miles away from there when he's in Corinth, which is Greece. And Corinth is a wild town. It's uh, a town where there's a strait there that ships come through, uh, shipping stuff from all over the world. So people from all over the world are there with all of their ideas. And the Greeks, the ancient Greeks, like ideas anyway. So there's all kinds of ideas floating around. There's all kinds of immorality going on. There's all kinds of idolatry going on. There's all kinds of intellectual pursuits going on and philosophers. There's all kinds of money flowing all over the place. We've said it's like San Francisco or Toronto or uh, <clears throat> Miami. Just uh, every everybody's there. Everything's going on. And so uh, they wrote him a letter. He had planted the church there. He's gone now. And they wrote him a letter asking about some issues that they were having. And so essentially he's answering most of those questions that they've asked him. And now they've asked him an interesting question about food that has been sacrificed to idols. So in the ancient world, <clears throat> people would worship idols. And of course you want to appease the idols because if the idols are gods, then you want those gods to be nice to you. So you want to appease them somehow. Uh, maybe find out, you know, what, what do the idols like? Do they like uh, bananas? Do they like uh, us to sacrifice rabbits? I mean, what is it? What is it that they like? And so you would sacrifice to these idols in hopes that somehow the gods would be good to you and would smile on you. Well, uh, when the Corinthians came to Christ, they were like, you know, we don't sacrifice to idols. You know, Jesus was sacrificed for us. A whole different thing. It turn, turns idolatry on its head. You know, they're worshiping idols and sacrificing to idols, and God himself comes and sacrifices himself. The thing's turned upside down, inside out. So, but some people were still buying meat that had been offered to idols in the meat markets. So it was a problem for the conscience of some of these people. So, he answers the question, now about food sacrificed to idols, question they asked. He said, we know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Man, that is just so true, that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Let's just build one another up. You know, we always have to be like so smart. We always have to get the last word. We always have to have the snide remark. We always have to have, be self-righteous. You know, self-righteousness will ruin all of your relationships. Just be humble. So what if you know everything? Maybe you do know everything. You don't have to go flaunting it. Just love the people around you. Those who think they know something do not yet know what they ought to know. But whoever loves God is known by God. So better to be known by God than to know a bunch of stuff. And so these people are puffing themselves up and thinking they're so smart and thinking they're so wise and they're just stepping all over each other. He said, so then, having said that, about meat that's been sacrificed to idols. 
We know that an idol is nothing at all in the world, and there is only one God. There is no God but one. So idols, they're nothing. They don't exist. In another place, Paul calls them dumb idols. Now, when I first read that, I thought he was calling them like dumb, like stupid. Well, what he's saying is that they don't speak. These idols don't speak to you. They don't give you direction. They don't give you comfort. They don't give you guidance. They, they don't speak. We serve a God who speaks. We serve a God who is present. Well, they're not. They're nothing. And so those of us who have come to Christ now that know the true and living God, and we know that, you know, idols are they're nothing. They're just statues. They're just things. They're just things that were created by people's hands or people's imaginations, or they may be the you know, the bodies in the in the sky that, you know, the sun, the moon, the stars. So we know that an idol is nothing, but there's only one God. And even there are, if there are so-called gods, he acknowledges that there are things that people call gods, whether in heaven or on earth. Indeed, there are many gods and many lords, many people following a lot of different things. Yet for us, believers in Jesus Christ, there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and from whom we live. And there's but one Lord, Jesus Christ, from whom all things came and through whom we live. So Jesus is the creator of everything. Everything came from him and we're living in him. So anything else, all of these idols, is just absolutely nothing. It doesn't mean anything. The idols, the idols don't mean anything. They're not, they're not, well, they're real in that somebody created them. They're real in that somebody worships them and that they may have some kind of physical form. But they're not gods. They're no power whatsoever. But not everyone possesses this knowledge. Not everybody knows it. And a lot of people are new believers and just trying to sort all this stuff out. You'll discover that if you're a new believer, you're trying to sort all kinds of things out. The issues Paul has been talking about, you know, sex and marriage and meat offered to idols. Well, we don't do that, I don't think. Maybe we do other things. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat sacrificial food, they think of it as being sacrificed to a god and their conscience is weak, it's defiled. You know, some people have been around this so long that when they see it, they're like, man, like that just bothers me. Well, this happens for a lot of people with maybe situations that we were involved in, maybe places that we've gone, maybe things that we've accumulated, maybe music that we've listened to or uh, ways that we've entertained ourselves. And, and maybe there's nothing essentially wrong with those things, but it bothers us. It bothers us because for us, they were not good experiences and they were associated with negative things and sometimes very, very sinful things. So, People can be bothered by things, and particularly if you were into these idols and worshiping these idols, or your mom and dad did, or your brother and sister, or your uncle, you, you, you might be bothered by these things. And your conscience for real bothers you. It's not make-believe. It's your, your conscience is bothering you. But food doesn't bring us near God. We're no worse if we eat and no better if we do. But be careful. Because the exercise, however... That the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block to the weak. Well, I have the right to do certain things, but it might stumble people, so I don't want to do it. I often say that if I told people some of the things that my conscience allows me to do, some people would be bothered by that. Um, if 
if I told people some of the things that I can't do, people would think that my faith was immature. So I have my own life to live and my own conscience to live out before God. In each one of us, our conscience is different and sensitive to different things. You know, many times based on our upbringing, you know, how we were brought up, where we were brought up, the things that we did, the sinful lifestyles that we've had, the secret sins that we've held on to. You know, an awful lot of people can't use computers for a lot of reasons, and uh, they don't. And then other people are, oh, come on, you know, use a computer, you know, get the new phone, you know, new phone, it's only $1,800, you know, it does everything. Well, some people just can't do it. And so you don't want to flaunt that in front of them. Put it in your pocket. Keep the phone away from them. For if someone with a weak conscience sees you with all of your knowledge eating at an idol's temple, won't that person be emboldened to eat what is sacrificed to idols? And it'll bother him. So the weak brother or sister for whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge. When you, when you sin against them in this way, you wound their weak conscience and you're sinning against Christ. You're sinning against Jesus when you do this. Therefore, if I eat what causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I'll never eat meat again so that I won't cause them to fall. Well, what would be some of these things? I'll tell you one of the things in America is America has a big alcohol problem. America just can't handle its alcohol. And man, we're a recovery country. You know, people that are just recovering from substances. And so it might be that you're just totally free that, you know, your whole life, you know, maybe, you know, you grew up in a home when you were 13, you had a glass of wine with the, you know, the celebration dinners with your family that, that your family always gave you the celebratory uh, champagne, you know, at a wedding or something. And, and maybe your folks, you, you know, drank on occasion and drank socially and, you know, maybe went out with coworkers and, you know, drank after the, the end of the work week or whatever. And, you know, never got drunk and drunkenness wasn't part of their life. But a lot of people, that's a big problem. It's a big problem. So, you know, to just go around, you know, you know, to show up at the church picnic, you know, with a, you know, a six pack, you know, it might be really offensive to a lot of people. We just, we just need to be aware of people's conscience and, and love people. So yeah, we have the knowledge. Yeah, I can do that. You know, my dad and mom always did it. You know, I never saw them drunk. They never got drunk. You know, I, yeah, yeah, I drink, you know, I don't know. Maybe I've had a hundred bottles of beer in 40 years. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Well, it might bother somebody else. So we need to learn to be sensitive. We need to learn to be sensitive. So Lord, help us to be sensitive to people around us and to love people and to not stumble people. And so Lord, this is a good word and we're happy to uh, possess your word and the guidance you give us as you're helping us to love one another and to be sensitive to the people around us. Amen. Hey, you are loved. You are loved. You are loved. So let's love other people. Love God.